Welcome to Live the Fuel. Welcome to Live Welcome the Fuel. To Live the Fuel. Focusing on health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. Good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So today I've got a new gentleman joining us. He's a bit of a fit pro. Uh, this guy, I'm going to give you a quick little background on him. He grew up in Chicago, always interested in the fitness industry. And then after being a personal trainer, he went on to owning multiple studios himself. So this guy's got a little bit of an entrepreneurial bug. We like that. Uh, as a result of helping numerous clients, he developed a repeatable system that he now teaches to personal trainers and studio owners. So if you're looking to become a fit pro, I think this is the guy we're going to want to talk to. So now he's a fitness business mentor, and he helps his clients scale their business, life, and become the fit pro heroes of their own story. We're going to talk more about that fit pro hero today. So without further ado, welcome to the show, AJ Rivera. Dude, Scott, I appreciate you having me on here. I'm really uh, fired up to be here. You got so much energy, you wake me up more than like this coffee. It's awesome. Well, I... I have my coffee with me, so. <laughs> I should have had a second one. Yep. Exactly. Actually, this is a uh, cold brew with a with a dose of espresso. So I like to balance the flavors. <laughs> coffee with more coffee. Got it. Uh, you know, you know, it's a little yeah. balance. Uh, and, and actually, I I think I think I actually also oh I did I did bulletproof this one today too. So I, I get a little experimental. So. Okay. I'm sure you're familiar with the Bulletproof craze. Uh, Bulletproof's a, a couple blocks from my house, so I'll go down there every once in a while and have me a butter coffee for sure. Nice. I like it. Uh, and that's that's their new cafe in California, right? Yeah, it's in Venice, um, California, which is like on the west side. It's a beach town for people who don't know. But yeah, it's a couple blocks from where I live, so occasionally I'll go there and um, drink me a bunch of butter. <laughs> yeah, he just launched that. Because uh, I follow Dave Asprey online. For our listeners, guys, we're talking about we're geeking out already about Bulletproof, but that's yep. the infamous Dave Asprey online, the Bulletproof executive, the Bulletproof cookbook, the Bulletproof podcast, et cetera, et cetera. And now this guy just said, you know what, let's go ahead and open up a brick and mortar business in yeah. your neck of the woods. So you got the first cafe, I think. Yeah, it is. It's relatively new. It's only been there maybe uh, uh, over a year or two. And they have like a Bulletproof lab they're building right next to it where they can do like all these weird biohacking stuff on you. So like, They'll shake you, and that'll help your lymph and oh, all this I've, stuff. I've uh, I've been on his vibrating table. It's a little square platform you stand on. Because yep. uh, when I attended Thrive Make Money Matter last year in San Diego, this year it's in Vegas. Mm -hmm. But that event, uh, Bulletproof was there. They had the whole table. Every time my brain got fried after all these world famous speakers were talking, and my brain was overloaded. I'm like, all right, go give me a dose of Bulletproof coffee. I'm gonna stand on this <laughs> little platform for a good thirty seconds, shake it all out, and I went right back in. I did that like <laughs> every hour on the hour, man. <laughs> Oh, that's the best. Yeah. They got that, that food so good too. You can get like ice cream and you're like, well, it's bulletproof. So it's totally, it's keto. So it's fine. Right. And, Are you serious? Uh, I didn't even know. I see. I've never been they have ice cream, man. Yeah. They have, they have ice cream scones. Oh, um, no. I'm sure not what Dave Asbury intended, but I'm uh, eating, I was going to say eating all that stuff. Yeah. Scones, not very keto, paleo, anything. I'm like, that sounds like sugar to me, but, uh, I'll, I'll tell I'll, I'll just give me a scoop of fresh grass fed butter and I'll be just fine. So I want the fat. I want the fat. So, well, hey, man, like I'm glad we got connected because ever since I blew this show up last year and launched it, then all of a sudden the past like three months, all of a sudden I started getting like emails from people. They're almost like co-host recruiters. I don't know what to call them. I mean, I think that's how I got connected with you. Like she's like this, this girl, I'm blank on her name. I apologize because I'm still Sorry, new to this. She's just shooting me emails of all these people like, oh, you should check this person out. You should check this person out. I'm like, well, this is definitely making my life a little bit easier. Now people are coming to me with quality people. And I've only turned away maybe two or three because I just didn't really feel the vibe because 
their their bio was so how do I say this in a nice way? You were just so business and it was so like LinkedIn, right? I'm going to say, cause okay. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big guy on LinkedIn, but my LinkedIn, I just say it all. I don't care. It's not all like boring professional resume crap. It's in there, but you got to create some balance. And that's why I enjoyed about your profile because I could tell right from the get go. Okay. The guy's obviously a big advocate for fitness professionals. He's definitely entrepreneurial because, um, and actually, while I'm chatting, you're blowing you up. I'm actually going to share my screen real quick here for our YouTube watchers. Got to show respect to you guys too. It's not just about the audio podcast world, but you've uh, you've you've been uh, recognized a little bit here in the Huffington world, the Entrepreneur Magazine world, the Success world. I follow all of those feeds, um, so that's pretty impressive. Uh, and and if you don't mind me asking, how old are you, sir? I am. Last time I checked, I think I'm 27. Yeah. I have to ask my wife all the time. I forget. <laughs> I think once I, yeah, I don't know. I think 27. Yeah, I'm 27 years old. And I, uh, yeah, helping compose entrepreneur success is all yeah. for helping fit pros. And that's pretty cool. I mean, you've got a couple different brands, obviously, online. So uh, for, again, our listeners, guys, I'm sharing that on here, uh, one of his websites. And then, obviously, you've got AJRivera.com. So you kept it nice and clean and simple. So anybody has that name recognition, they can just go there and find you. And then you yeah. got the, the whole uh AJ TV on YouTube. I'm sharing that right now. I'm like, I, you have a lot of content on there. So I love the video. We might be able to geek out on that. So, and then you got on Facebook, you got fit pro heroes. So that's yeah. a cool community. Um, so clearly you care about fitness professionals. So let's dive in, man. Like, why do you care so much? <laughs> yeah, I, I care for uh, selfish reasons, probably because I am loving a former version of myself by helping fitness, uh, fit pros. Right. Um, I and I, I know you're in the fitness world as well, so maybe you can this resonates with you. But being a fitness professional, like you can get the best certifications, whichever whichever ones you think are great, whichever ones you think are terrible, or maybe you just read a lot, you do a lot of self study, whatever, right? Nothing really prepares you for being a, a business owner, right? So I absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't prepare you. So I got thrown. You know, I'm like, I'm gonna be. A, business owner. I'm going to figure this out. And basically what I learned from all the materials was, yeah, you should totally just sell sessions of time. And that's the way to build a business. Ex and I kept looking exchanging for your time for money, exchanging your time for money. Yeah. And I was like, this kind of doesn't make sense, but okay. And I kept looking for people who had successfully done it and I couldn't find anybody who had successfully sold their time for money. Hmm. Now that said, I have, I was able to find many successful personal trainers, but they were running their businesses a lot differently. And so I had a huge ego as most personal trainers did, you know, a decade ago. Cause I, I was a personal trainer, like right out of high school. And that's just pretty Oh man, you dove right in. I dove right in uh, mostly cause I just didn't know what I wanted to do in school. <laughs> um, but you're passionate about fitness or, or health and wellness. I mean, we can create a lot of different, you know, words here, but the whole point is you actually gave a crap about health and fitness. Yeah, absolutely. I, I loved fitness. I was really, I was even skinnier, if you can believe it, when I was a kid. So I was able to like put on some muscle and I was like, oh, other people can do this. Um, other people don't have to feel insecure. And so I jumped into, you know, like feeling overweight or skinny fat. Like that's like, I, I feel like it gets ignored a lot by a lot of people. They, they don't want to address the fact that dudes and women are feeling insecure about their bodies. And so that's, they, they don't want to go to a traditional gym because all the jack guys are on the machine. Well, and quick pause because I love when people bring up a little comments like this. And I want to make sure our listeners don't miss this. The insecurity doesn't go away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when you start getting fit, buff, in shape, 
there's a whole different level of psyche that kicks in. So when people feel like, oh, I'm unhealthy or overweight, I have a different level of depression or insecurity. True. But admittedly, if it was already there to begin with, and yeah, you get this crazy high when people transform their lives, and I love being a part of that like you do, but it doesn't go away. There's a different psyche. There's a transformation of that too. So let's be real. Like even healthy, fit, buff people, whatever you want to call it, they still got issues too, right? Yeah, the psyche's might, still there. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. I might argue that um, it, it, for some people could get worse sometimes if, if not treated well. Like mm. you have a, a lot of people normalizing orthorexia. Um, as, as, uh, I saw it on an Instagram post the other day. I was like, that's a really good way to put it where people are obsessed. Like they've made being obsessed with their food to the point of being afraid of other foods normal, sure. like something to be admired. And I'm, I'm not sure how big I am into that, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't really like to support the fear factor, right? The fear. Yeah, it's like fear is the wrong connotation. It's, it's that you're, That's living in the negative space. Uh, mm -hmm. And you and I being high energy online guys, just from the content that I've seen from you online, it's, it's about helping people live in that positive entity, that positive domain, whether it be health, business, lifestyle, <laughs> fitness, weight loss. I don't care, but guys, like, you got to be focusing on the positive transformation pieces and not living in those negative words, the negative connotations. And it sounds like that's something that you definitely clearly uh, have been able to help people understand. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, getting rid of that, those negative thoughts, whether it's in business or in fitness or whatever it might be, is the, the big shift that needs to happen for both to transform your fitness, but also to transform your business. Oftentimes hmm. um, we get caught up in scarcity, right? Uh, the example I try to use a lot with my coaching clients is you jumped in the pool, you wanted to be Michael Phelps, but immediately you started drowning, right? <laughs> That's and me, so you, actually. I can't swim for shit. You can't uh, swim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking lessons finally after all these years. So Are you, you got to own up. Well, because everybody, all my inner circle of friends, because uh, I'm the crazy adrenaline junkie guy, I've done it all, right? Supposedly. And I still got a lot more stuff to try. And I've always stayed away from the water thing because like, I, can, I can float. I can get in there. But more than two laps ain't happening. And my fiance rubs it in. She's like, she's already done a couple of triathlons. She just did her oh, first sick. Olympic triathlon. And she's oh, like, wow. yeah, you should see Scott swim. It's kind of hilarious. And I was like, oh. and then my boy called me out and he's like, Hey, next year, man, new goal, right? You're going to come out and join us. And I mean, he's like, everybody else is doing it. And I was like, damn it. All right. Growing, Scott. I was like, gotta, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm always telling everybody else to grow and to keep learning the things. You've got to put yourself into uncomfortable situations. So I'm taking lessons to swim. So. Have you started sidebar? Have you started these lessons? I yet? have taken three lessons. <laughs> okay. And the best part is like, I'm literally, I'm six, four and usually my sweet spots, 195. But after doing a Spartan super, I'm down to about, I'm in that 185 range right now. So I'm building back up just cause I leaned out a lot to train for that. And, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the, the girl, the woman, sweet older woman who who's coaching me, she coached people in college and she's like, Scott, once you figure this out, like, she's like, you have the, you have a swimmer's build. She's like, you have really, really long arms, really long legs. She's like, you're lean. You have good shoulders. She's like, once we figure this out for you, you get over the fear of water and all that stuff. She's like, you're going to rock and roll. And I was like, all right, I like you already. You do, you do look like a swimmer. Not, I think you have too much muscle. I think, but you look kind of like a swimmer. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> like the CrossFit. I, I, you know, I, I like to. I mean, I, I was. Well, I was only doing front squats this morning, so I was just working on my front squat work. So, but hey, man, you got you got to have muscle too. You got to balance that. Totally. Yeah, it's a challenge. You're not gonna be Michael. Maybe you will be Michael Phelps, but who knows? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, he's got some muscle on him too, and he, but he he's does. he's got the crazy. V swimmer frame, man. Like that guy just lives to swim. So looks like a stingray. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, you were saying, 
Um, we were talking about fitness business stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was a struggling fit pro and I tried all the things that were supposed to work and I didn't really know where to go. And so after sort of working with different, like buying all the courses, working with different coaches, kind of going through a lot of ego and trial and error. And um, it took me a long time to ask for help. Hmm. And so I try to make it as cool as possible to ask for help because you as you're a business coach as well, right? And fitness coach and doing it all you under, appreciate and understand the value of having a mentor or having some so, somebody who's been there before. Every good coach you. has to have a coach. Absolutely. And if you've and, exhausted that coach, then it's time to you know move on to another one. Like I, I'm mm-hmm. actually currently without a business coach right now because I'm currently researching new ones. And mm-hmm. sometimes you do have a lull there. So I'm in a transition state, but I'm still high off of the last coach, but I've had the same coach for the past two years, three years. And it's like, ah, it was just, it got to the point where I felt like we were just limping along and we had a conversation and like, you know, you know what? It's time, man. And they gave me some recommendations. But what you're talking about is very, very key. People need to get out of, out of their own inner mind, whatever you need to have somebody else. there just looking from the outside in and to bounce ideas off of, or look at your form, look at your technique, Yeah. right? Whether it be business or fitness. Absolutely. No. And that, that's a good, that's a good point is like trainers are essentially, they hold people accountable. They show their clients, Hey, I used to be overweight or not in the shape that I'm in now. I'm going to show you how to get there, but they have a hard time taking that same advice when it comes to their own businesses. Mm-hmm. And um, I know I can say that because I spent years saying, I'll figure it out. I'm going to do this instead. I'm going to do this instead. And it took me almost losing them to finally like buckle down and start you know, humbling myself. But that's a classic example of the entrepreneurial journey. We we get on this hamster wheel of like, oh, we just got to put in the reps, man. I just got to, you know, I just got to spin that wheel faster and I'll figure it all out. And then all of a sudden, as you, myself, and other people that you've influenced and I've influenced, we start pulling our heads out of our butts and we realize, wait a minute, the past two years spinning that hamster wheel faster, all I had to do was you know, bring another hamster into that cage, for example. And I'm literally using this because my soon-to-be nephew-in-law, whatever you call that, I don't know, my, my fiance's nephew, nephew he, just got a, he just got a hamster. So I'm like, I'm looking at the wheels and this crazy thing he's in, and it just connected with me just now. And I'm like, yeah, I wish I had another hamster to come in and tell me how to spin that wheel better or more effectively or more efficiently and, like, and get off the wheel eventually, right? It's like, dude, maybe it's time to go do some squats, bro. <laughs> oh, totally. No, absolutely. Like, I mean, the, the what's definition of insanity is just doing the same shit over and over again and expecting something to be different. And it's not just the fitness space. Although what we're talking about right now is it's freaking rampant and it's rampant in the CrossFit space. I could speak to that personally. I just got done dealing with this the other night with a guy who's developing an app and we were talking about this and I'm showing it to some of the CrossFit box owners around here because, and he actually finally got CrossFit to approve a trial run. But long story short, it's about uh, risk analysis and showing people dangers to the gym, yada, yada, yada. And I said, and I'd love to hear your perspective on it because I don't know how depth, how depth, how much your depth is in, in CrossFit, but people pay a, 2000 a year, whatever it is to use the right to use the word CrossFit, right? Licensing. So great. I'm a, and I have to be a CFL one or greater, you know, certified trainer in the CrossFit space to even get that license to open a business and be an entrepreneur using that brand. So great. I'm paying two grand a year for the rights to that name. Do they give you any business coaching for that money? No. Do they teach you to move beyond the passionate coach, the passionate CrossFit athlete and become the entrepreneur? No. There's no lessons on finance, none of that. So 
There's tons of CrossFit boxes over the years that have opened and closed, mm -hmm. you know, rise and fall. Owners change. They owners buy in, owners sell out. I've been watching this since I, you know, got into CrossFit when I used to be a wildland firefighter in 2010. And I just watched the growth of CrossFit. But then me being the business guy, I'm looking at it from the entrepreneurial and I'm like, where's the support? Where's the help? Yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing you can definitely weigh in on this. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, a good buddy of mine is Mike Bledsoe over at Barbell Shrug, Barbell Business, who I'm sure you're familiar with because mm -hmm. it's a big CrossFit podcast, right? It's a, top, it's a top 50 podcast in health and wellness. And we talked about this all the time when I was on their show and how it boomed right away because it's new. Anytime something's new, something will boom. And yeah. so all these people were successful by accident, right? They would have been successful... You know, they could have charged a lot, a little, doesn't matter. There was, it was a blue ocean, right? Blue ocean. New fast. brand, new, exciting. Everybody's got to just jump on the power curve exactly. and ride it up. Exactly. And everybody was jumped on this new thing, but then that blue ocean, right, became a red ocean. More and more people started realizing I can make money with CrossFit. And now what people are trying to copy each other, they're trying to undercut each other. They're playing the game that the big boxes are doing. And what they're really doing is taking all of them out of business. Hmm. All of them out of business, that is, right? And so maybe one out of every 20, 30 who are actually, they'll go to somebody like me or like Mike or even like you, right? And they're like, hey, help me make my CrossFit box an actual business. I want to actually make this something successful. What do I do? And they're, they're having to learn all this stuff outside of the realm of being a CrossFit affiliate because that's, that's just a license. You're just paying for the right to use the name. Mm -hmm. They're not saying they're a franchise. They're not a franchise. They're 100% a license and you pay to use it. I think maybe it's down to two grand. Last time I checked, it was, I think, four a year. Yeah, maybe and, it's more uh, now. I have no idea. I it might be more or less. Yeah. I, don't, I, I wouldn't know. And that's it. They're like, congratulations. Now you can put CrossFit on... Can sell a shirt that says CrossFit. You can put CrossFit on your business, and so yeah, there's there's definitely a big gap, and that's where I think people like you or I or there's a lot of people in the space are hopefully bridging that gap, and that's definitely what I'm trying to do yeah. uh, is, is trying to bridge that gap for people so that they can actually get that education, and they don't think there's something wrong with them. They were just never taught, you know. No, and it's, and the biggest thing is like don't feel bad for yourself or don't like beat yourself up about yeah. it because. It's a learned process. Like, yeah, I have a bachelor's of science in marketing and psychology because I made myself go back to school on nights and weekends as an adult student to finish it, you know, while I was in uh, already in the career space. So, mm -hmm. but did that teach me anything about entrepreneurship? Hell no. <laughs> yeah. So I got this wonderful piece of paper and like, uh, I think I still got like 50 grand left because I went to some accelerated private institution so oh, it's just no. so it's like oh yeah i mean like i paid a good chunk i paid my own way for everything man no one ever paid for anything for me and uh i was like dude i still got a 50 grand nut as an adult that i got to wipe out yet because it was expensive but it was accelerated and i was excited yeah. to do that because i already had this great resume i looked great on linkedin this is before the firefighting thing and i was like oh i gotta i gotta i gotta iron this out now psychologically it was important um, I set a good example for my nephew, you know, Hey, I'm the first one in our family to have you know, a college education, but it didn't teach me anything that I'm using now. Everything that I'm using now, I continue to learn. I've been crushing podcasts and audiobooks for four years now. It's mm -hmm. like, dude, you get like, you know, what I'm talking about, we put in the reps in the gym, but you got to put in the reps in your, in your brain as well. And mm -hmm. this is that self-taught process. You're meeting coaches, mastermind groups, like your, like your own, like the fit pros. It's like, dude, you have to get outside of your inner circle and grow it 
through some new outside influences. So I, I know you and I see eye on that. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like you're reading my mind a little bit there. Yeah. I mean, you got to stop. Like, I mean, one of the big things I had to stop doing was not to talk about me, but let's talk about me. Like, hey, man, uh, let's, it's AJ Rivera, man. You're the co-host the, today. It's the AJ Rivera <laughs> hour, right? That's what we're calling it. No, but like, is, I had to stop hanging out with losers, right? And not losers like all my friends were losers when I was poor, right? But I tended to hang out with people with a lot of different aspirations than me. I felt like the weird guy. Yep. Right? And fit pros, oftentimes, they feel like the weird person in their, like, maybe friend group or in their family or, or whatever, where everybody else is like, I'm getting this job or I'm, you know, I'm being a fireman, which is a totally fine job. I'm being a doctor or a lawyer. And you're the guy or gal who's like, I'm going to open up my own gym and it's going to become a, a legacy and I'm going to help transform 10,000 lives. And everybody looks at you like you're insane. And you're like, well, why am I insane? Or is, is this is this actually possible? And so you need to start hanging out with other people who believe in you a little bit more and who also have crazy huge goals. I right. Think. And there's I nothing against I mean, that. There's nothing against your friends and family, right? They love you. And they're not trying to officially hold you back. It's just mm-hmm. they've spent so long second-guessing their own dreams over the years and have passed it aside that they mm-hmm. forgot what it's like to dream and imagine a different future. And no one should ever allow that to affect them. So you accept them, you love them, and then you ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right. And you might have to even keep them away a little bit for just until yeah. you're strong enough. Like, I mean, I get it, right? If you're a parent, I'm not a parent. But if you are a parent, your main job is to make sure this thing doesn't die, right? Yeah. So, like, how do I make sure it doesn't die? Well, go get a job that I know is going to, that I think is going to be around for a long time. Right. And that way I know you can eat and have a home and you won't die. So like, I understand the logic. You still got to pay the bills. Yeah. Like I, I, I made one of those mistakes years ago. Like I, I've, I have had a, you know, a side hustle for a while cause I care about nutrition. I've got, you know, a business on the side that I use. And I work with gyms to help them have nutrition because I feel that as an, as a fitness facility owner or studio or fitness consultant, like, dude, yeah, you can help them with fitness, but you got to also help them with nutrition. Right. Cause our food sucks. So like there's, rest, recovery, the actual exercise, the fitness piece of it. But a part of that is also your nutrition, et cetera. So like I always try and teach businesses. I'm like, dude, if you're teaching them to put in the reps physically, you got to also teach them some nutrition piece or a support system. So why don't you have that income stream built into your business? You know, use somebody else's quality solutions, yada, yada, yada. The point is like when I did that, people were like, what, what are you doing? When I did, when I decided to leave the corporate world and go be a wildland firefighter out West, with the federal government, people were like, well, what are you doing? That's, that's going to, it's going to ruin your resume. And I'm like, well, because I want to, and if I don't do it, I will regret it. Will it bring me success? I don't know, but I guarantee you, I am going to learn a shitload that will change my life. And those two years as a hotshot changed my life. Okay. Starting a nutritional business as a you know network marketing platform, but there's a bigger picture that came from that. It, it inspired the entrepreneurial journey for me. Whereas I grew up in an entrepreneurial family and I wanted nothing to do with it because I saw how my dad struggled and how we had to build over the years. Now, years later, I look back at that and I'm like, Scott, you should have pulled your head out of your ass and actually listened to your father more and watched what he did and learned from what he did. So it's crazy how all this stuff transforms, but you need, maybe you're not, maybe I wasn't ready for it, right? Not everybody's ready for it. But part of that being ready for it is also starting to get yourself around other people. You don't have to go turnkey a business tomorrow. But if you're inspired to look into maybe running your own business, maybe you go work for a gym and you see how what is what is being done right and what is being done wrong. And you take notes and you be patient and you learn. 
And then eventually maybe you get into communities like yours where it's like, all right, maybe I'm now ready to take that to a professional level, become a fit pro. So I have a feeling you've had this conversation with a number of your members. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And I, I think you hit on something really important that maybe bugs me. It looks like it might bug you too in sort of the internet business world space where you and I are not better people because we're, you know, entrepreneurs. And I, I think oftentimes, like, if, if it's just what you wanted to do, it's just what I wanted to do. And so you're going to go do it. But if somebody is, doesn't want to be an entrepreneur, like if you are, and it's not because of fear, it's just, you literally don't give a shit. Like if you just, if you're like, I want to be a stay at home dad, like I have a, like my brother wants to be a stay at home dad. I'm like, all right, so and that's cool. I respect that. that. Dude, that, 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 ta that, that takes balls to do too, right? Like, oh, how many people probably look at him and be like, you're a stay at home father. So what? He, he has chosen to put his family first. And him and his wife have, or, or, or partner, or whatever lifestyle people have, right? Like, they yeah. chose to figure that out. Like, that's cool. Like, dare to be different, man. Absolutely. And that's, that's I mean, it's just as hard of a, of a anything. And it's, it's not to talk down of stay-at-home anything or want, want to be a fireman or doctor or paramedic or nurse or teacher. It's just do what you actually want to do. Don't do anything because you're afraid, right? <laughs> so if you want to be a, a business owner, right, like, and fear is what's stopping you, then 100% you should probably be doing it. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be, it's not one of these two extremes where like you either you're a nine to five corporate professional or you're the CEO of a multi-million dollar company or you're dumb. Like you're not just find what actually feels in alignment with you and, and try to live it and try to detach your ego from that and the significance. And I think you'll be a lot happier. Well, let's um, be real. Ego gets in our way, male, female, whatever at all phases of life. Right? So I get a kick out of CEOs who are working or working for publicly traded companies because they don't know what I already know, or they, maybe they know they ignored it. But when I was in the corporate world, I had a great coach teach me this many years ago. I never forgot the quote. He's like, dude, you can keep climbing that corporate rung, man, that corporate ladder. He's like, but there's somebody else's fat ass above your head every, every step of the way. And I was like, interesting. What about CEO? He's like, CEO doesn't mean crap. I'm like, why? He's like, once they become, especially in a publicly traded company, you may be the boss, but then there's a board overseeing everything. And even if you're the CEO and the founder who built that powerful entity, once you went public and once you put a board of advisors in and everything else, they could fire your ass. Mm -hmm. So next year, and how many times we've seen powerful articles like guys who have built companies and then eventually they're out. Now, granted, they get a golden parachute and they get paid millions of dollars and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, dude, that's your baby. I mean, now granted, some people also look at it as, and they say, well, you should be building a company to the point where you can then hand it off or let it go or move beyond and start new companies after that. That's a different person. There's literally CEOs who have been fired from companies that they built because mm -hmm. the board says so, because they got greedy or whatever. So it's like, dude, you're never in full 100% control. So, yeah. and that's the risk that entrepreneurs take. You're not in full control, right? You gotta be at that mental state where you're willing to realize like, dude, I could lose it all. So if you're at that point where you, you really do have the balls to lose it all, you better have the balls to actually reach out and ask for help, get a coach, get a mentor mm -hmm. to help make sure you don't lose it all. That's great. Dude, I want to take notes. I feel like I'm watching a goal cast or something with you, man. That's awesome. <laughs> no. I told, I warned you, man, I get fired up. <laughs> no, I love it. I think it's great, man. You have to be willing uh, to take the pain that comes with all the rewards. Yeah. You know, um, I what was another like uh, share or maybe it was an Instagram or Facebook, somebody posted like entrepreneurs are willing to work 80 hour weeks to avoid nine to five, 40 hour jobs. I'm like, yeah. That's kind of true. Like, it is true. You, so you have to be willing to, to say, listen, I'm not 
working for myself to avoid working. I'm working for myself because my vision is to transform 10,000 lives, or I want to make an impact in this way, or working double is worth it because I can provide these financial rewards to my family. Like, you just have to have an actual reason for it besides the fact that you want to throw an entrepreneur on your Facebook bio because it looks sexy and you get more Tinder, you know, yeses when you put entrepreneur, CEO, even though that means you have no job. Like, you quit your job today, congratulations, you're an entrepreneur. Right. Like, it doesn't mean, doesn't mean your business is worth anything. No, it's not. And, you know, it's interesting you brought up the whole 78, willing to work 70, 80 hours, right? Mm -hmm. But people sometimes use that as a crutch, right? They, they use that as an excuse. So mm -hmm. it's funny you're bringing this up. This is, you could not have asked for the universe to law of attraction, however you want to call it. But today I'm wearing my buddy's pedal hat, all right? World-class bike shop in Littleton, Colorado, southeast corner of Denver. When I finished firefighting, I moved to Colorado and he was moving from Pennsylvania with another buddy of mine to open this shop. And I got to help them do some construction and stuff in there, help them get it up and running. And they built it ever since. Like I literally support local bike shops. I'm a huge cyclist. I support bike shops here for maintenance and everything else. But when I order my rigs, he drop ships them from Colorado to me here in Pennsylvania. And like three of my other buddies all do the same thing because he hooks us up. Right. So you That's can't, awesome. be you can't beat the Prodeo hookup. Right. So That's it's like, amazing. so anyway, my point is though. I'm not kidding you. Did have you do you have you heard of Thrive Make Money Matter the event that I hinted at earlier? I I have heard of it. Okay. It is uh, in in my world, I think. So I had Cole Hatter finally on the founder, and I aired him last week. And I don't know if he literally the, the one owner of the bike shop texts me this morning. So I want to hear your feedback on this. He's like, "What can you tell me about this Thrive event in Vegas? Some of the speakers look pretty legit, but I just don't want to attend something that is more of a brainwashing and b." asterisk 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 you know bullshit whatever yeah. uh, session it's intriguing because i'm always thinking about my next move mm -hmm. i assume you're going <laughs> is, it, <laughs> it, is it all day every day would fly blah, blah 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 so i responded and i just said yeah man that's a legit question and yes these speakers are crazy life-changing uh one i mean do we have, they had jack canfield last year man author of chicken soup of the soul anybody who's done any kind of self-development or professional development knows who jack canfield is that's old school um but anyway, so I just said, I said, you know, it's not brainwashing if you're open to learning new ways to grow in entrepreneurship. Um, I went last year and I'm returning this year. My friend is getting married Friday night. So I'm figuring out how to do the, the flight and email, you know, and all that. But I'm, I will be there Saturday and Sunday. So he wrote back saying, I got you. I'll let you know if I'm going to go. I've got something else coming up that weekend as well. But it is intriguing to me. So it tells me he's already starting the tug of war, right? I'm sure mm -hmm. you've experienced these conversations. So mm -hmm. and this, is all, this all happened over like a couple hours because I was busy. And I wrote back and I said, well, if you listen to podcasts, I just aired a new episode with the founder and you can learn more about it. Uh, and I sent him the web link. His response was, cool, thanks. I wish I listened to podcasts. I work 70 hours to 80 hours a week. So there's your excuse, right? Yeah. You just said you're ready to consider considering something the next steps but you're still weighing on the hourly contract. So Andy, if you ever listen to this episode, I'm calling you out, bro. I've known you for years. We have sweat. We have bled on the bikes on racetracks together. Dude, you can't do this. Like that's not a valid excuse. So I responded with constructive criticism and help motivate him, blah, blah, blah. And he wrote back with valid points because I told him, I'm like, dude, I listened to my car. Turn your car into a mobile university. I, I use that statement all the time. So, and I basically, re and he hasn't responded to the last comment, but I said, just like the bike life and endurance training, we need to build it into our life 
and all of our lifestyles are different, so you'll need to make it fit yours. Putting in the reps may only be 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes in the evening, and then I commented and just signed up as play, pause, play, as in, dude, podcasts are digital, man. Just pause and come back to it later. Audiobooks, pause, come back to it later. There is no excuse anymore with this technology. YouTube, pause, come back at later, your channel. Hello, AJTV. So what do you think about that? Yeah, so that's, a, that's an interesting thing, right? It's like you're, you're trying to come up with an excuse to not take any sort of action. So this, this is sort of what I tell people, because um, this oftentimes happens. Should I start a brand? Should I start a clothing line? I'm just gonna wait here where it's safe, right? Um, if you're trying to go somewhere, so let's say you're trying to be an entrepreneur and that's like a goal. Let's say you're trying to go to New York and you're wherever in the middle of the country and you start walking on a path and there's a fork in the road, right? Just two arrows, doesn't say which way, like which way is the right way. You know, one of them probably is gonna take you to New York. The other arrow, you have no idea where it's gonna take you. It's gonna get you, you're gonna get to New York faster if you just pick a direction and go, regardless of if it's the right or wrong direction. Because even if it's the complete wrong direction, you end up in Miami, well, now you know, hmm, this path leads to Miami. I don't yep. give a shit about Miami. So now I'm going to turn around. And now I know if I go the other direction, I'm, I at least know what direction to not go. And maybe this is going to get me closer to where I'm trying to get to. So that's, that's always my advice to people. I like that. When I jump, yeah. When I jump on the phone with people and they're like, I'm thinking about you. And I, I hate this question. I'm sure you hate this too. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about working with you or this other dude or girl or whatever. I'm like, go work with the other person. Yeah. Just do something. Like just do just something. take action, like, dude. Make a decision. I feel, yeah, I want to <laughs> feel good about knowing that at least you you made some sort of action. Just yeah. pick any direction and go. And that, that's sort of my advice to this dude. Like, say, you know what, Scott, fuck your event. Or hey, Scott, you know, can you bring me? Is there a chance yeah. I can go? That's that's sort of my opinion on it. Or well, and I already gave him an excuse, dude. A buddy of mine's getting married. I could technically blow the whole weekend because my buddy's getting married. But as I told Cole Hatter, the founder, I'm like, bro, I bought the ticket for this event a year ago to ensure that I stayed committed. It was on my goals list. And then all of a sudden, a buddy of mine decides that after knowing a girl for a year, and they are in love, and they're awesome, and they're mature <laughs> enough to do this, that they're going to get married. And I'm like, bro, that's an afterthought. I already had this booked. And I tried to explain this to my fiance because we're all close friends. My guy's like, okay, when's the wedding? Friday? Cool. All right, I'll be there, but I'm out. And she's like, well, we're going to be there all weekend. I'm like, good for you. I have a commitment to myself and to us to grow. I'm not going to miss that event. If I got to figure out a rental car drop one way and go to an art, because like the wedding's in like Syracuse, New York, and I live in Pennsylvania. So I'm like three hours from, well, over three hours from my two major airports I fly out of, Newark or Philly. Mm -hmm. So now I got to figure out how to make it work in New York. Oh, well, but I have a goal. So it yeah. ensures that I will then put in the reps and figure out how to make the path to that success. And that's all it takes. Some from, I tell people, like, dude, commit to something, just like you're saying. Pick a left or a right on the fork. It may not be a perfect answer, but at least you made a decision, and you're not sitting in la-la land, like, wondering, oh, I wonder if that would have worked, or I wonder if AJ would have been the coach for me. Hmm. Well, here's a real quick answer. If you pick the other guy instead of AJ, and all of a sudden, three to six months from now, you've had no progress whatsoever, then you got your answer. You fire that guy, and then you call AJ back and say, my bad, bro. I'm ready for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> No, a hundred percent, man. No, I, I love it. I love, uh, I love the energy. It's, it's, uh, uh, bringing out the feist. It reminds me of like, uh, have you seen these feisty pets? I got this, it's like a feisty pets. 
Dude, let's get on a sidetrack here. Because, <laughs> listen, Am I was, missing something? You are. So I got my wife. I'm Googling this thing right now. I mean, as you're Dude, doing this. I got it right thing. here. Oh, so you my have? Wife, my wife is, uh, <laughs> I have it sitting on my desk now. Because, so my wife, like, people, like, she likes unicorns and shit like that, right? So I got her one of these one day, right? And if you squeeze it, it turns into, like, oh, this demon. Yeah, <laughs> like, they get the angry eyes and the teeth. Yes, I yeah. have seen that. Okay. Yeah, so I have, like people share that on Instagram all the time. And it's I'm like. So I love it. Yeah. Actually, my 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 fiance's niece and nephew, they've got one of those things. And I was like, hey, yeah, they were bringing it over. Every Sunday oh, we have dinner at her parents' house, and, and they're bringing it over. And we're out on the patio hanging out and grilling. And, and all of a sudden, that thing comes right in your face. I'm like, what 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 is going on? Like, dude, I'm trying to grill some steaks here. What, what is this? <laughs> and these kids are cracking up because they're like four years old, and they think it's awesome. So, And I thought about it. I'm like, well, you're bringing it up right now. I'm like, you know, even as adults, like, are we – taking that second to have fun. Like that's, that's, that's something fun. You know, mm-hmm. I should maybe get one of those and take that into my next business meeting. <laughs> that's, that, I mean, this is what I'm doing. Right. Um, so no. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, going back to time too, like I hate that. I don't have time excuse, uh, 70, 80 hours and granted, I don't have kids and whatever. I have a team, but I was a solopreneur. Right. And I did have, I, I am married. Like I have some stuff in my life and commitments and, and and have a family but when people tell me things like oh i work 70 hour 80 hour weights i'll be like so what do you think of the newest game of thrones and when they start talking to me about game of thrones I'm like so you have time to watch game of thrones nice but you don't have time to fucking you know build yeah. a business like it's okay if you're like listen i don't give a shit about building a business right now i would much rather watch game of thrones or whatever dumb show sure. that's fine just own up to it don't don't give that excuse of time. make time for the things that are important to you Working excuses are the easy path yeah. Taking, taking the extra second to stop the excuse and be accountable. And, and this is an old quote that I've used from my, my corporate days at T-Mobile, right? That's a well-known brand. And one of their, I forget if it was a mission statement or a value statement, but I respected it. They said, listen, we are all personally and collectively accountable for our results. So obviously the personal piece is for self-accountability. The accountability is if you're you know, working with a team. And I used to coach like 20, 30 person teams there and develop them. So I, I use that one all the time because I wanted to un- people to understand that. It's a psychological thing, dude. Like you have a choice. So you better make sure your first answer is something accountable and not an excuse. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's too easy to make an excuse. Take a deep breath. Think about it for a second or two and find a way to give you a proper answer, not this like, oh, well, what was me? What was me? And I'm like, dude, first of all, again, Andy, I love you, bro, but he founded a business with a partner. They're both in there all week long and they have a team. They've built, they have employees, they have mechanics, they got a salesperson. I'm like, so if you're still working seven to 80 hours a week, look at your system. And I tell gym owners that same thing, dude, dude. Like a buddy of mine has a very successful CrossFit gym and he's finally got to the point where um, he's got enough coaches, right? He says, he's like, you know what? I'm not looking to bring on any new coaches. I drop in there just to work out. I don't want to be the coach. I just want to be able to go in there and then have him critique me because I need that. And I have my own home gym in the garage that I've been building. Doesn't matter. I'm going to go up there too. I mix it up. You know, I'm always yeah. dropping in. And I tell people, I'm like, guys, that's the point. But I told him, I said, listen, if you have all the coaches you need and you're even considering maybe weeding out a couple to like really build that peak coaching staff, kudos to you. I was like, so what are you going to do to grow the brand or take, take the business to the next step? Maybe start getting into more event management, whatever, like start having competitions. He's like, yeah, that's what I want to try and figure out. That was two months ago. And like we, I'm in there all the time. Like 
he could just, we could just sit there and be like throwing barbells around and we could talk about this. And we do here and there. So I'm still waiting for him to take action. I'm kind of like coaxing him. Like, I feel like I'm, uh, you know, leading the horse in water, but you can't make him drink, man. Like, so I'm always dropping that subtly. And that's just because I'm a friend. You know, I'm not trying to make him a client. I'm just trying to give him that outer circle, right? Influencing the inner circle, right? Changing his circle of influence because he's ready, but he hasn't pulled the trigger. And I want to yeah. see him do that because I want to see where he could take that brand at the next level. Yeah, I think that's an important like thing you're bringing up there where he's no longer in a uh, place of pain, right? Yeah. When you're no longer poor, <laughs> when you're no longer, because I've been poor, I can, I can say, it. I've been broke before, like poor to the point where I would um, put my debit card in and ask for cash back at like a Walmart and overdraw my account strategically. So Dude, been there, man. Yeah, I've been exactly. I've been in situations where, uh, you know, I'm logging in now that he's got apps. I've been there where like I would log into my app and I'm like, who? Well, I'm not going to go to the ATM because there's only fifteen dollars in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go do the Visa check card checkout because I can I can charge twelve dollars. Like I've been that uh, lean. I've been that yeah. lean, man. And actually, there's there was I forget who said it the other day. They said, listen, if you're not running your checking account in your business that lean um, because you're constantly hustling then maybe you're not hustling enough. And I've, I've never heard that perspective before. I was like, whoa. Interesting. But now, granted, I follow the profit first uh, formula, formula for business. So as soon as income hits my main account, I distribute percentages out to operational costs, marketing costs, training and conference costs, my taxes. So before I can even touch the income, as soon as, it, as, soon as a major deposit hits weekly, I then disperse it so I can't touch those funds. Then I've got my, whatever my, my official operating play money is there left. Then we'll decide what gets spent on whatever. But I didn't always have that, that, that I just launched that phase like six months to 12 months ago. It's been life changing. So yeah, Yeah, no, totally. But how many businesses, how many gym owners have, have one account, right? And maybe they're leaving that way. They could be still living that way because they say, oh man, my customers really wanted some new dumbbells. So they drain their account to buy a whole new set of dumbbells and then they're sitting there stressed out and they make the excuse, I work 80 hours a week and I, and I already have enough money spent on equipment. I don't have time for training. I don't have time for coaching. It's uh, yeah. I mean, you're right on. It's crazy. The amount of gym owners who don't have like, separate personal and business, like they don't pay themselves. Right. And by that, I don't mean that they're poor. Some of them aren't right. No, but they Some don't them- pay themselves a salary. They don't. They just take yeah. money when they need it. Yeah. I used to do that. Um, and actually, actually, here's random side, side story. On my first date with my wife, I had my gyms. I was poor. I remember strategically overdrafting on three different accounts for the three different parts of the evening. Nice. <laughs> because I was like, because I, I thought she did people like you. Yeah. Corporate, hot people. And I was like, all right, so I got to take her to a nice this and then a cool show and then drinks after and all this. And I was like, okay, shit card that I use because this one's now negative 45. This one's now negative 17. Yeah, um, we're hustling. Yeah, you know, just grinding away. And we um, hadn't learned the art of finance. Like, it's yeah. like, it, it is an art. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's important to, I think, pay yourself. Even if you're paying yourself very, very little bit, you need to sort of at least have in mind that you're not just going to, this isn't a pool of money you can just take and spend whatever the hell you want. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I give myself a 40% owner's pay. So, and again, if you've never heard of Profit First, like he's like New York Times bestselling Michael McCallowitz. He has the Profit First Professionals group. So I actually, my bookkeeper, I hired from his community and I've read his books and I've had him on the podcast and he has his own podcast show and he specializes in helping entrepreneurs and he's got 
one of his profit first professionals in their community specifically specializes in helping fitness and gym people figure out their stuff. So, um, but the whole point was like, he's like, Scott, he's like, every entrepreneur should pay themselves a salary because if you fire all your employees, who's your best employee? You. Right. So if you're not feeling the value of you having your own business, what's the point? That's scary. A lot of people are like, oh, they use, they use that as a, uh, a brag. Dude, I haven't paid myself in two years, man. I'm just growing the business. I'm like, okay, so do you enjoy mm-hmm. it? <laughs> where's is, the, where's the pleasure? 100%. No, yeah, you, you should pay yourself, give yourself a word. I, I haven't read Profit First. I do know of it. Yeah. But um, I'm a huge proponent of paying yourself. I'm also a huge proponent of kind of giving yourself dividends and bonuses depending on how. Yeah. Like, um, well, that's part of their formula. You're also required. Okay. You're required to set up. If you want to launch the Profit First formula, and it's different for every business, but the one core account you set, you set up is an account you can't touch. It's called the Profit First account. And like, I only stick 2% in there, but he's like, you do not touch that until the end of every quarter. And then in every quarter, just like uh, big, big companies, they do like uh, tax, or, uh, sorry, uh, stock dividends, right? Like their stock owners get paid out. So he's like, that's your payment to you, but that's profit first. You have to spend that on something epic and fun and awesome. You're not allowed to re-put that back into the business or go pay a credit. I mean, maybe for you, your personal goal is to wipe out a credit card, a personal debt. Maybe you can do it for that. But he's like, no, he's like, even if there's only 50 bucks in there, you know, take your wife or your girl out to a nice dinner and celebrate. Even if maybe you're not paying yourself and owners pay you, but that profit first is required. You have to start rewarding yourself for what you're doing. And it's a powerful formula, dude. So like everything you're doing right now with your coaching group, like you might want to crush that book, audio book, whatever, ASAP. And then we'll get, we'll get you guys connected up because I can introduce you to, to Mike because uh, I have his email. His daughter came out and trained with my fiance's vet business because she wants to be a vet. So like we're all like interconnected now. But that guy's got four or five books, New York Times bestsellers. Like he's author of The the Pumpkin Plan and uh, and the newest book is Surge. But Profit First has been his, oh. his most successful. So yeah. Dude, yeah, I'd totally be into that. I'll, I will 110% take you up on that. I'm well, always looking to improve the things I'm not as good at. Yeah, I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs aren't oftentimes managers. Well, and activators, they get excited. And and the the biggest takeaway I do with this show is before I launched podcast, I enjoyed networking. So now I have a podcast and I can get people, my co-hosts, networked. So it's like I've had now over 105 episodes as of this morning now. So it's like great. I have plenty of people in my database. I could just say, oh, new new coast comes on. I I hear you. I see what you're doing. I'm like, ooh, I'm already thinking. I'm like, who can I help him get connected with? And that's obviously a longer story of entrepreneurship success, but you are the power of who you're connected with. Your, your network is, is your net worth. A lot of times, you know, it's like, Hey man, help people grow their networks. Don't ask for anything in return. Just help them grow and see where it goes. Interesting. Yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of people who've gotten a a crazy amount of sustainable success through doing that. I think it's, it's very smart. That's why we're like, (laughs) Uh, recommitting, I guess, to our podcast. I think a lot of people launch podcasts and don't fully commit to it. And we're like, you know, let's do this the right way. Like your, your thing is legit. Like it is set up. It is, it is on your site. Yeah. It, you stick to a schedule. And I, I love that. I literally redeveloped the website and I want to, it needs to go through another redesign again, but I, t- I shut down my old site and moved everything over to uh podcastwebsites.com, their platform. Cause I said for the first year, cause it hasn't even been a year old yet. I'm not even a year until September. Um, I said, I want the podcast to be the key focal point for Live the Fuel 
just to really blow up the podcast, be organic, be real. I've never paid for advertising or marketing or anything. I'm just letting it grow. And I wanted to make sure the podcast could really show because it was something new and exciting. And I said, I'm all in on that. I want people to know that. So when they go to the site, they're like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much almost all about the podcast. Oh, yeah, duh, Scott is a sales and marketing consultant and a coach and everything else. But I'm not I, – I'm finally going to – actually, on the one-year anniversary, I will put my services and stuff back on the site. But I purposely <laughs> shut that down. Because people already know who I am and I wasn't taking on new clients anyway, but I was like, all right, I, I want to show people that, hey man, that's, that's it right there. All right, for the next year, the podcast is at the, at the forefront. So it's about me getting back to my co-hosts. Um, actually, that's a good point too because we should be bringing the show to the other because I have another call coming up. But for your benefit, I give my co-hosts the final word of the show. So as we bring the show to an end, you get to close us out. And this is about the bigger picture. This isn't about selling or, or, or like, hey, man, I already hopefully sold and marketed for you, man, to promote your site. So that's my master plan. That You should never have to sell yourself on my show. Uh, if I see value, I'm going to promote it for you. But for our listeners, if they forgot everything else about AJ Rivera, even though guys go to AJRivera.com or, <laughs> or the, your YouTube channel and everything else. Like, what is the big picture behind everything you're doing right now, man? Like, what is your message? What is your message to the fit pros out there? Like, what are you trying to do going forward here? Yeah, um, what I'm trying to do, and I should have this better mapped out, but I'm just going to kind of talk like a human being because I, I presume human beings listen to the show. Um, yes. I, I'm trying to help fit pros become like the superhero version of themselves. Oftentimes, we kind of put ourselves and make ourselves out to be the underdogs, and we are the underdogs. But I want our group, our coaching, our masterminds, everything we do, the information we give to fit pros and really that community to sort of be that bolt of lightning that turns somebody into a superhero and give them all the tools they need to be successful. Okay. Um, is, is, that's my mission. Did you want me to give closing sort of counsel and advice as well? Or Dude, it's up to you, man. It's your, you're the co-host. Yeah. <laughs> it's not I, about I, me. It's about you. Sure. I, I think, uh, to any fit pro or any business owner starting out, make sure you're willing to go through the pain required to get the rewards you want for sure. Um, and the fastest way to get anywhere is to get directions from somebody who's been there before. Okay. So not only can they tell you which way to go, they can also tell you what to expect. Hey, if you take this path to New York, by the way, you're going to reach this bumpy part. By the way, it might rain in this area. By the way, you might have to stop and take a break. Um, getting some real counsel from people who have done exactly what you want to do is has literally saved decades. Um, it's all it's the reason I'm 27 and I was able to scale and sell you know over a million dollars in fitness products. It's the reason we've had you know I think it's last time we took 300 fit pros go through our program, build seven figure business or six figure businesses. Two of them have built seven. Figure nice so it's because we're learning from each other and working together so if you can get around people who get it who are like you um that's going to save you a lot of time it's also going to be more fun i think in the long term as well so. well i think that's a big picture that's a great way to bring the show to an end man are you having fun that's the yeah. big picture like everything we're doing there's don't lose the fun <laughs> and you, you guys have definitely built a lot and I'm just excited to bring some more exposure to you and your brand and what you're doing for the fitness professionals out there because most fitness professionals are health and wellness junkies and they're just trying to help more people and many of them are struggling and so again if you're a fitness professional or a health professional or just somebody who cares about wellness and you're trying to understand the entrepreneurial journey man go check out AJRivera.com or go to his other brand fitnessbusinessplaybook.com 
or go on YouTube. Again, all this stuff, guys, we do, we put very detailed show notes in. This will all be in the blog content, so you'll be able to go to livethefield.com and check them out. And not, if you stop writing notes now, you'll memorize more later. So again, to our <laughs> listeners, though, AJ, thanks for hanging out, hanging tight. I'm going to give you a proper goodbye, but to our listeners, guys, AJRivera.com, guys, this is what it's all about. We're here to fire you up, and I, he definitely did that today. So again, keep listening, keep downloading, and remember, keep living the fired up epic life. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel fans. Quick commercial break. Uh, before we close out the episode, just wanted to give you some extra tips and tricks before we send you on your way. So again, thank you again for listening to the Live the Fuel show. I hope you got a lot out of this recent episode. Uh, more importantly, please subscribe to the show if you haven't subscribed yet. Stay in touch. Get me some feedback. Submit a review on iTunes or Stitcher. And get us yet the voice of you, the listener, so we can build this content back into the show and make sure that I'm actually taking you, the listener, into this uh, design and future as Live the Fuel grows. So again, subscribe, submit a review, stay in touch. Heck, on that point, go visit livethefueltank.com. Livethefueltank.com. That will take you to the link to our private Facebook group community where you can join and I can stay more in touch with you going forward outside of the podcast world. All right, last quick little piece here for you guys, some extra value. One, Go to livethefuel.com main page. You'll see on there we have our free resources guide. If you are looking for free content and not having to pay for it, consider getting on my email list. You click on the button, send me my copy, get your Super 7's resources guide. There's over 21 of my favorite online resources that I've built into this little uh, electronic guide for you guys. There's no cost. It'll just be emailed to you just by hopping on my email. Again, just thank you for listening. I want to give you some value. Uh, Second piece of my little extra nuggets of knowledge, if you want to call it this, is go to the resources section on the site. In there, I have three columns, health, business, lifestyle. And two, right off the bat that I want to make sure you guys are taking advantage of is number one, eatpillynuts.com and number two, villacapelli.com. Their logos are on the site. You got a big bowl of nuts there and you got a cool big V Power V logo. Both of those, if you use the discount code FUEL, F-U-E-L, you will get 10% off at checkout. So take advantage of that, please, and thank you. And more importantly, there's other companies linked on there. Uh, My nutritional and health alignment with Isogenics since 2010. Uh, The Pure Vitamin Club company for their kick-ass magnesium B12 and an awesome multi-cap. There's some additional business resources on there. Number one, Singularis IT. I go mountain biking and road cycling with the founder. This is a legitimate IT company. I don't care where you are in the world. You can use their services. We're talking about serious white glove level services. I've moved all of my IT solutions over to them, and I outsource them regularly for any future and onboarding clients down the road. And lastly, but not leastly, David Studio. If you have no clue who this guy is, guess what? He is my new audio engineer. This is the guy I've been having making it happen behind the scenes. I found him through the Fiverr world. So if you search for David, D-A-V-I-D, studio on Fiverr, you can track this guy down. But guess what? He's also on the Upwork platform. He's on the People Per Hour platform. You can search for him through his real name. I've never literally physically met this guy or talked to him in person. We have been just met through the online world. But if you search for E-M-I-N, that's I believe pronounced Emin, and uh, Fikik, which is F as in Frank, I-K-I-C, you can search for him in Upwork, People Per Hour. Oh, more importantly, just go to Fiverr like I did. But if you are a podcaster or somebody just looking to get quality audio engineering, this is your guy. So again, guys, I'll let you get back to your day. Thanks again for listening to Live the Fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon.
Thank you for listening to Live the Fuel. Visit us at livethefuel.com. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at Live the Fuel. Live the fired up epic life. Hashtag Live the Fuel.